Aloha. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. We are still in Costa Rica mm -hmm. at Bentinho Massaro's Shift into Permanent Alignment Retreat. We are now sitting down with who ended up becoming my roommate huh. during the retreat. We have Riley Godplay joining us. Hi, Atlas. I am glad to be on your show. Thank you for choosing to interview me, and I'm excited to talk about what we choose to discuss. Yes. Love the focus on choice right off the bat. Cool. Yeah. Riley also ended up writing and publishing a book, The Book of Riley, and he ended up making it very simplistic, visual, he's a really good writer, and this is available, we'll put the link in the bio below for everybody. Yes. Uh and I say that presently the Kindle version is available and the four print version will be available soon. Yes, yes. He gifted one to Bentinho. That's right. As well. Yes. Because Bentinho played an instrumental role in Riley's recognizing of himself as the creator. As the creator. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Bentinho Massaro did do just what you said. He played an instrumental role, role in um, assisting me recognize myself and myself. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Whew. So myself in myself. Yeah, let's 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 play from this from a really I am the creator perspective because both of us have awakened to this as our true nature, mm -hmm. but it took us quite a bit of time to remember. Yeah. So let's go ahead and play with it from a perspective of some of your remembering mm -hmm. and then the empowerment that comes from that remembering. Yeah. So remembering it began with the earliest teaching that my mom and dad taught me about what Mormons can have happen for them. They believe in their religion that if a member of that religion is faithful and obedient to the commandments and the doctrines throughout all of mortality, that they will enter a reception of divinity receiving them and then endowing them with full creator power. Wow. When this was taught to me, and it was done so like something like, Riley, when you go to heaven, God will make you like God is, and you will be able to create planets and your own worlds and your own universe. And I heard this and I became extraordinarily excited and thought, okay, that's for why my life is. I will live for that cause, for that glorious moment. Throughout time, I began to wish it be sooner. And I was taught, I was living in a generation that was uniquely fortunate because Jesus Christ was going to return. And when Jesus Christ returned, all who were alive wouldn't have to die to go and become this transition 
of human becoming as God, uh, it would be done in an instant when Jesus appeared, and hopefully soon, hopefully early, hopefully in my lifetime, hopefully today, Jesus. Um, and so I anticipated that with a great excite excitement and enthusiasm also. And what ended up happening was a book was released, and I write about the reception of uh, this book in the Book of Riley, a book called The Secret was released. Now, Atlas, are you familiar with that book? Yes. Okay, cool. So I think most people who um, are tuned into this kind of content yeah. uh, have some referencing of what the book The Secret is. And for me, it was the first acknowledgement that I could will something to be done the way that I'd like to see. Mm-hmm prior to that moment in time or that moment experiencing, did I only feel that I was on a path that was set, mm -hmm. the Mormon path, mm -hmm. but the book, The Secret, began to give me back my power as the creator. Will and choice. Yes, yes. will and choice. Yes, yes. Beautiful. And so I began thinking about applying the book, The Secret's teaching to place the desired object in the past to receive it now, as if I want something, so I imagine I already have the thing, and I can tell the story of how I received it. And I can also tell the story of how it's with me now. And I can also tell the story of how it's been with me for many moments, and I'm still being that moment, I am it. Yeah, yeah. And so with that methodology to manifestation, did I look at what I desired above all things? Yes. And that was deification. Perfect. Yep. And so I applied the book, The Secret, to the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormon people, and began perceiving that this reception into God's presence already happened. Began perceiving God welcomed me in, and that I was indeed celestialized and exalted and deified and placed upon the throne yeah. and given the crown yep. and the right to rule and create by my word, by my will. That is already around our necks, which is another interesting key. We are always already free, yet it remains for us to recognize. Yes. It, which is yes. so fascinating. Cool, cool. Yeah. And this was me recognizing. Yes. This yes. was my way of remembering. And what I did was I transitioned something that the Mormons teach. And the Mormons are very effective about teaching through music. Their hymns, their songs they sing, are like coding, programming, and a word that has some negative connotation about it is indoctrinating. I see that the hymns are all these things, indoctrinating, coding, programming. And Dr. Masura Emoto's science that he does on water, retaining information, was also something that was coming to the forefront of awareness during this time. And so I began to perceive my word is powerful, I ought to only say what I want to be now, mm. not the hoping for it. Mm. And so the Mormon hymn 
back. Hopefully with a okay. solid internet connection now. So um, to recap a little bit. Yes. If I may, just briefly, sure. I really appreciated how Riley described a will and a choice to the desire in the North Star position of becoming God, the creator. Mm -hmm. I, I love that you, in a sense, create a narrative structure of becoming that and sharing all these different faces to the story and timeline mm -hmm. of that process. And then that's what makes it manifest. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, thank you. That was cool. I just wanted to mention that part. I like that part a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, the Mormons have a hymn called I Am a Child of God. In the song, the lyrics are, teach me all that I must do to live with God someday. Those lyrics, if sung, create in the mind of the singer a dilemma yeah. of not being one with God already. That's right. Yeah. I became aware of this. And so I call it spiritually incorrect. Yeah. For we are always one in the one. Yes. With the one as the one. Yes. And this was conceptually known before it was directly experienced. Yet the path that I am did give way to a direct experiencing of oneness with all is and what is beyond. And so any spiritual literature or music mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. anything that makes God appear to be outside of you mm -hmm. is spiritually incorrect. That is what I call it, yeah. spiritually incorrect. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I applying the secret and the will to manifest things now be done began perceiving that the belief and the affirmation I am God not I am a child of God I am God was truest and so I would look in the mirror and say it I would do um, tapping exercises and say it mm -hmm. I would do what I could to integrate it and what I was observant of at first was that even though it was like a big aha, uh, and I remember where I was, I was in Utah Valley University. I was walking down one of the halls, doing my thinking that I do, and then suddenly it just clicked. Oh, I should be saying I am God, because then it'll manifest. Yeah. Then it'll be certain, because Mormons teach that there's the possibility of you going to some other kingdom other than the purest and the highest. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, no, that's not for me. That's so much not for me that I am only going to forecast my destination as the only one place I'd like to have happen. Yeah. So I will embrace that I, would, I received the reward. I will embrace that I am it. I will embrace that it was given me. Yeah. And the affirmation, I am God, I am God now, is that. The confident knowing that I receive everything that can be once one is deified and being as that holy one. So with that happening, I began to receive teachers. Um, and what I mean by that is suddenly on YouTube, there was videos about Alan Watts and he seemed to know that realization also. When I discovered this, 
There was no religion, there was no teacher, there was nobody saying it. I didn't know it anywhere. I literally figured it out myself, and then after figuring it out, I started by my perception to attract teachers that were already in the awareness. Yep, yep, that's it. Mm -hmm. yep. Mm -hmm. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yes. And, and when the student is, has learned, fully recognized, then the teacher disappears. And then the student becomes the teacher. That will be a funny future. Um, <laughs> um, and, um, and, and also, uh, with what you say about uh, the lesson, it was as if the, the simplicity of the lesson was learned, and so teachers could appear to play that back and forth. Yep. But what I would say is that um, the, the knowledge is had already for someone to arise within I, to be bearer of the knowledge. I'm already in the knowing yeah. for someone to appear being knowing also. Exactly, yeah. Um, now, this isn't to diminish or negate the value of reflecting, because I will say that in reflecting with my mirror or my, my appearance of other, uh, the one that lives in my imagination, within my mind, I am being a refining of, of what I prefer and what I like and a learning of what it is that you like and what you're about. And, and so that has been the cultivation of service and this retreat in Costa Rica has obviously been a culminating uh, point yeah. to achieve that. But the only other thing that I'd like to say, and, and I, I include all of this in the book of Riley, um, and you can see the strip here that says not for resale. The, the one that uh, will be printed will be just as blue as the Book of Mormon is. Um, in the book, I had an archetypal purification also. <laughs> to become Jesus, I had to transcend attachments uh, to characters that I esteemed to be God including the image of Jesus, but also including the images of, um, well, you know, this is more interesting. So with the, with the pictures that are going on right here, uh, this is when I met Matt Kahn. And I met him in Sedona, and he was super sweet and um, surprisingly founded. It was kind of astonishing to see somebody of his stature be so resolute in his knowing yeah. of what he perceives as truth. And so then these were some of the communicators like Alan Watts. Yes. Yeah, yes. That, that ended up, that came into. Uh, well, if, if I may. Of course. Yeah, yeah please. Um, please. What ended up happening was when I started hearing Alan Watts and I was listening to him, I also started listening to, um, somebody called Bentinho Massaro. Perfect. I'll get into there. Yeah. And Bentinho was teaching, yes, you are God, and then there is a realization beyond that, that you really ought to give yourself, if you are the willpower and fortitude and um, determination to have it. And as his language began instilling within me, I simultaneously was also having a self-inspiration to detach from all of my physical material. Mm -hmm. And I, I went through an event that uh, kind of catalyzed that. 
Yeah, there's me and Bentinho together. And you have live friends here. Ocean is in space. Yeah. I'm the creator's child. I'm a frequency and music. Yes. Um, child of the creator and creator. Uh, I'll speak to that because of that comment. Thank you. Um, and I'll say that there was the knowing that God was on my side throughout my um, becoming my own philosophy, becoming my own religious thought. And I did so by um, channeled writing exercises that gave me permission to leave the church, uh, which was something I had to do to empower myself to make the choice to go without a system. And it was necessary to do that uh, because it required courage. It, and it required courage because nobody was doing it. Yeah. And it was all about family. It was, it was yeah. challenging to get out of that pot. Um, but I say all this to say that, oh yes. We can also continue on that thread where you were saying about continuous God play. were very helpful in me God in um, kind of way because, uh, it was like no this is absolutely it and then there is something that is absolute. and uh, what ended up happening as a, a result of this was I went through an event detaching from all material possessions and I this also removed my name from the records of the church because I felt like I was owned by it. Um, like, like it had somehow, and I belonged to the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I know who I am. I know God's plan. I'll follow in his way. It goes on and on. There's so many catchy songs there, and they just yeah. kind of like roll around inside <laughs> the mind. Um, and to extricate them, and yeah. to be clear finally, yes. was to embrace the thought that everything that I had been might be false. Yep, that's a lot of disruption of one's fundamental axioms yes. in their worldview. That's a whole leap of courage that is required to take this lattice work that they've created around their understanding of their metaphysics and then just be able to take a massive transition that liberates them from what is more cage-like to what is more God. Exactly. Yeah. So this occurred and Pushed me through my worship of external symbols. That was something that was also transcended. And when I did that and released attachments to physicality, physical possessions, I also was able to give myself permission to release my awareness of the body from the body um, and created a perceived moment of um, separation. Uh, 
it's it's paradoxical, but the realization of separation is the realization of true unity. You need the neti neti approach of negation, as is taught by Siddhar Mishwar and Sargatha Maharaj, that you must negate and say, I'm not my thoughts, I'm not these perceptions, and I'm not these sensations, I'm not these objects, I'm not even my mind. Right. I'm not my body, I'm right. not my name. Right. I am awareness, and then that is impersonal and eternal, and then I'm not even awareness. And so then that's sort of the neti-neti approach, which you have to do in order to recognize, recognize yourself as the creator, as the source, and then you can include. So you can negate yeah. first and then exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's what happened. Um, and when it happened, I was sitting on pavement. I had a friend in front of me. We were talking about what had just uh, transpired. And then I suddenly felt my body start to get um, extraordinarily straight. Mm -hmm. And and um, and that I felt like I was coming out of the back of me. Perfect. Um, and that for a moment I thought aliens are abducting me. <laughs> like, bye-bye, Earth. <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening, but I think I know what's happening, but I don't know what's happening, but I think I know what's happening, but I don't know what's happening. And as that was going on, I fell back into nowhere and nothing perfect. And saw that life is. Yeah. And perceived a body living yet that it knows nothing yeah. is available for me to be perceiving a reality that is within one, within one light sphere, within one life that was looking at what I was. Mm -hmm. And so um, I feel like commonly it's called an I. Yeah. Um, I call it an I. Totally. Um, the main central question of Ramana Maharshi is what is I? Yeah, yeah. What, what is I? Yeah. Now, when I came out of this, um, I was calling it a, a cosmic butterfly. I was telling everyone with grand enthusiasm, you live in the eye of a butterfly. You live in the eye of a butterfly. You live in the eye of a butterfly. That's what I perceived it was, was this cosmic angelic butterfly. And, and it wasn't a form like what human is, and human exists in it, but it takes all of human's mind to like, like try to like conjure the thought of the one that appears to be formless to what the form of humanity is. And I was calling it a name, but what I became aware of was vast intelligent space that was being the, um, like the canvas for it to sit in. Um, and, and I came all the way out to that, knowing my come from to be that, that is indescribable. Words were, words to describe this were not happening as it was happening. It was happening. I was being the happening. And as I come out, I tried to explain, but it was funny. In that moment coming out, did I know, oh, I cannot actually say anything about this. <laughs> yeah, curiously, there are beings around me asking me, like, what happened? What, what did you do? What was that? There was witnesses they saw. And the, the comeback, you know, you mentioned something earlier, Atlas, about um, um, you, you need, oh, and it was, it was that we, we, we need to go all the way out. Negation. Yes, negation, um, which 
I would uh, reword as the denial of the appearance of all things. Yeah, the denial of what is transient, the denial of what is finity, mm -hmm. in order to be able to find what is permanent uh -huh. and what is infinite, and then to abide as that right. and include then. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now, I was only able to do that because I was willing to believe something beyond the teachings that I had received from childhood. Exactly. The 3D programming. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And when I came back in, it became clear to me that the one that we call God is me. <laughs> We wish that experience for every single one of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This entire retreat is architecting, igniting the global awakening through all of our callings to help you all with recognizing yourselves as the creators. Yes, for they benefit for thy excelling, for the betterment of the world that you exist in, and for those around you. We are committed to serving our world, to making it into what is everybody helped by the effect of existing within this dream. And so as long as it continues, and we know it's illusory, we know it's not real. In this moment, I saw this world as imaginary light with figures in it that weren't really me, but I pretended to be them or they pretended to be I. And I did not remain in this. All right, we are back with our internet connection excellent so resuming again yeah we've been hitting on the yeah specifically we've been mentioning netting negation style to recognize oneself as the creator and then including the creation and making that in the ignition of the global awakening available very simply for all of you that are in your true nature. Yes. Yeah. yes. And also unpacking Riley's journey along the way as well. Because that moment that he described a couple of minutes ago where he felt that true nature and it became something that he would abide as, that is what Satchitananda is. That existence, consciousness, bliss is our true nature. And there's the recognizing of oneself as the creator in order to be able to re-melt and flow as that vibration. And otherwise, the mind is rampantly toiling us around. And we deserve that peace and that joy and that God play and not the suffering. 
Yes, um, I completely agree with that. And I can say that the name Godplay and the story of that is interesting because it comes from a, an inversing of the name that was given to me um, called Riley James Workman. Isn't that nuts that his last name birth was Workman? Mm -hmm. It's like the opposite, Workman to Godplay. Exactly. That's so exactly. And the early conceiving, I was calling myself Play God. Um, just Riley Play God. I was self the command. But then I had the realization, okay, now that I am God, play. Exactly. And so yep. all of the teaching of the realization is just that. Um, go to the height of the spiritual platform or, or edges of awareness that you can. Uh, if you can get all of the way out, it will benefit. And so teachers like Bentinho Massaro, who offer a very clear uh, path to thoughtlessness, is highly beneficial. I recommend him for that. We do. And then we are excellent examples of what it's like to be in the awakening of that. Now being that, playing that, that's what I am. I am God playing. Perfect. Perfect. And that is our true nature. Mm -hmm. And the subtlety and sensitivity that it's required to recognize that as one's true nature is these direct path teachings that sort of bring people away from finity and from transience to what is permanent to one's source. Yes. So, um, Atlas, in our time together, um, what do you feel has stood out as uh, something that perhaps you've observed that you feel like you, audiences around the world should be aware of also? That perpetual netty netty equals freedom. Mm -hmm. That one was really powerful across the retreat and <clears throat> even many of the retreat attendees that we love and adore tremendously are in many ways being slightly driven around by their egoic hitchhiker that does not want to dissolve because people pass a lot of time socializing people pass a lot of time doing things in the illusion in Maya that they're not that aware of, they're not vigilant of. Right. And so the abiding process in the perpetual neti neti, that's what leads you to freedom. Yes. Yeah, that was a core point. Cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like I di uh, directly relate to that kind of focus mm -hmm. and have gone through a transition of purification recently where I used to be a lot of mindless conversations um, with beings existing within myself um, and would do so as a ritual of cannabis smoking um, where we'd pass around a joint and we would just get high together and talk about what we got to talk about. Um, and what I have done recently is I have actually um, let go of that practice. Perfect. And have discovered that I am more available to do what I actually care about. Perfect. Which is not only the this, mm -hmm. 
but there's more of this, these coming, and there's a lot of other great projects that are catalyzing, igniting the global awakening yes. that, that now the space has been created to align with that rather than the, in the choice architecture going towards that highest star of all of these incredible igniting global awakening projects versus this one, which is the perpetual cannabis smoking and having vapid mundane conversation, mm -hmm. which is, again, it's where we find comfort. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and, and I will say it was instrumental in uh, being a more relaxed body that could have a more expanded view. And now it is not of service for me to do it that way. There you go. And, and I, uh, I talk about uh, much of my substance use in the book of Riley. And so I'm, I'm here to say wherever you are in that phase of ex exploration, good. Um, mm. And do it completely. Be, as Bentinho Massaro calls it, a completionist. And uh, you know, finish all of your cannabis levels. And, um, and, and then be what you actually want to be. Uh, and, and that doesn't require uh, anything of the world to know more than now can give you. Um, there's, there's literally nothing that needs to happen for you to know exactly what you want to be now. You, I know it. I know it. I know it. It's here. It's yes. me. It's yes. me being this. Let's play with God play mm -hmm. more. <clears throat> Metaphysically, what we have found to be our true nature is that we are eternally exploring these realities and that God play is a really good way to explain that process. We have a desire to play, to get to know ourselves, to undergo a process of forgetting and remembering or hide and seek where each one of us gets our own unique escape room of conditioning that we put ourselves into, mm -hmm. that we then unwind the contracted, egoic, separate, finite entity mm -hmm. into the relaxed, empowered state of I am the creator. And so this is but one of our creations. This is but one of our songs in the eternal symphony. And so that is when we say God play, if you would like to potentially come in and join in this segment, that God play is that. How do you feel about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm remembering myself as a five-year-old that was told you could be as God is. And I experienced full circle that the five-year-old self knew it all along, was just encumbered with a whole lot of nonsensical teachings and coding and programming that was released by focus and um, vigilance. And so here I am now being God playing. And example I can give of this is in addition to uh, writing what I feel is a necessary foundation for to uh, pursue my future, uh, I now become by imagining it. I have plan and vision for how to make the next chapters and God playing is me in the full confidence and knowing that it is okay for me to write what I feel is best and to embody it 
and to make it real by doing real things in this real illusion, um, to enact it, to cause it, to spark it, to generate it, to manifest it. And so I am the application of everything magical I am aware of to the commanding of my will be done. Oof, love that. So that's a really important component to, once you negate, recognize oneself as the infinite creator, the level of empowerment with that will and choice and manifestation to bring forth the creative spirit and energy from a place of 100% divine purity and service to others, you have an unlimited amount of options of what exactly you will create. Mm -hmm. And to do it from a place where you're not trying to extract peace and happiness from experiences and substances and relationships and maya, the illusion, the transient affinity, but rather you recognize your nature as Satchitananda, you are peace and happiness, and you are bringing that to the world, bringing that to everything you create, to your friendships, your relationships, etc. Yes. 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 So I feel that encapsulates everything. I, I feel yeah, for sure that, uh, yeah, that that's the point. For sure. And the whole and all. Yeah. Yeah, we did a really solid job on that. I want to ask you one question to wrap. What is most beautiful? Immediately, I think of what I've written in the book, Riley. Let's do it. All right. Hell yeah. What's most beautiful? I can hold it. Sure. Yes. Is she. She's most beautiful. And tell us why. She embodies God and is reflection of myself alive within my reality that I am living. And so she's also an extension of the world given shape and form and conscious awareness as human is. And so it's like I'm witnessing the face of the planet and the will of, of the world. And to be brought face to face with that, um, gives the effect of awe. I love awe. Yeah. Her name. Yes. Is Takea. Takea. Yes. Beautiful. Takea. Takea. Takea is most beautiful. Takea is even here beyond beautiful. Written. Yes, yes. That's like right. the absolute, you cannot describe what she is, and yet she exists. I look upon with so much wonder and awe for her existence. Yeah. Which is a perfect way to describe God play. If we don't have awe for the very fact that we are, yes. that we exist, uh -huh. that we are aware, that we are playing, then investigate why do I not have awe for 
the fact that I am. And in that self-inquiry process, if you put that into that star position in the choice architecture and you dedicate yourself, desire, self-realization, you will pierce that veilless veil and recognize yourself as the creator fast. Yeah, it is a realization without time. And you're encouraged to get there as quickly as, as, quickly as you can. Compound interest, baby. Yep. Yeah. Cool. That was great. I'm so pumped. Riley's got a lot of great stuff coming up. If you want to check out the links in the bio below, we have both the book of Riley there, as well as we have Riley's Instagram. Go and give him a follow. He's got some great yeah. content on there. You right. can send him a message if you want to create together across projects. Good idea. And if the video brought you value, give the video a like. Helps the YouTube algorithm. Thumbs also, up. Thumbs up. Yeah, share, like, and subscribe. Click that bell button. <laughs> he's got it. He's got it. Do I love the things. It. Uh, do the things. <laughs> I love it. Leave us a comment below with how you felt about the episode. We would love to hear from you as well. And yeah, if you haven't yet subscribed, also share the video with people that you know that this would bring positive influence to. And that is all. I am the creator. The creator, I am. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs>